Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Folks, welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. It is unprecedented times. We know that, especially this week after the address from Antishak Leavaradkar, people are anxious, people are worried, and people are concerned all around the country. So today is the first of two episodes this week. Tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode, we are chatting to Minister for Health, Simon Harris, and he will give us all the updates that we need to know. And for today's episode, I'm delighted and honoured to be joined by someone who I call a friend. And in times like these, he's the perfect person to give us all the advice and tips that we need to help us through these times. It's clinical psychologist, Dr. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, how are you? Carl, hi, hi, hi. Good to, to be able to talk to individuals today because um, obviously there's uh, concern. Uh, you can feel that tension in the country. There's a level of fear and anxiety. And I know that every uh, Monday and Thursday at nine o'clock on my own uh, Facebook page, I do a live uh, piece to try and support people around the level of anxiety and fear. So if you want to go, go over there on, at nine o'clock on a Monday and a Thursday, but I suppose really what we're what I'd like to be able to talk about is a couple of things around the nature of anxiety and fear and threat and worry. Um, I'd like to be able to talk about how we can manage that, uh, how uh, then some ways that we can can really support each other as well. So, understandably, in like I'm in healthcare thirty years, we've never faced anything like this, and uh, I think the T-shirts call last night reflected uh i thought it was a very good sign of leadership because it reflected uh, a lot of the concerns that people were having acknowledged that they're we're all like a link in the chain so we are if the person who's now working in, in our supermarket to the person who's doing logistics to the individual who's and our healthcare staff frontline and those supporting the frontline we're all part of this uh, community we're all part of this chain to try what we call flatten the curve. Um, I work in the health service and we work today and we're looking at systems about supporting the community and supporting uh, our, our frontline workers as well. And talk, so, to us about, talk to us about frontline staff. So like, you're very much on the ground. I've been, so I've been at home for the last kind of four or five days. The, 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 I've been out running and the biggest extent I've had with interaction is waving to the person on the other side of the road as I run. <laughs> How are people handling it on the front line? Like, what is what is what is the mood and work? So, uh, frontline workers, even though often the healthcare professionals are, if I were in a professional role in that space, and our doctors, nurses, healthcare attendants, uh, porters, all all individuals that are supporting the, the effort, but also individually, there's fear there. Um, and uh, because they're their families, we and we know you see, there's been a lot of learning from uh, China and Italy that we're trying to bring back and trying to uh, use that learning in our, in our system. 
in, in, and I suppose that's one of the key messages I want to get out today is where do we get our information from? Yeah. Because we're like, we're like hoovering up information from everywhere. And uh, to try, because under threat, we're trying to hoover up information. And what we need is we need to, I believe, focus on real information and limit the other stuff. The real information, I encourage people to go to hse.ie and go to reputable new, new, news resources and then uh, then close down, as in limit what you're watching to ensure that you're not. So, because even T-shirt last night talked about not sharing like uh, uh, messages that were unsourced, and uh, so we know that there's unsourced information going out there, and we know that we, you know, if, if you're going to reduce your anxiety, and here's a good psychological tip because I want your viewers and listeners to know that checking behavior actually amplifies our anxiety. Okay, so the quantity time we spend checking social media, checking news accounts, different accounts, whatever. So that amplifies how anxious we are getting. That, can, that does amplify. Checking behavior and anxiety is an ampli- amplifies our fear. It feeds into it. So what we need is we still need that information, I would say. So check in, do a once a day check in, and then that's it. Top, uh, stop, you know, pause it at that point. And a way to do that might be tying in with the, the news cycle, which is maybe one o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. That's the way I do it. I sort of check in. I get, I'll hit one of those six or nine. And that's, that's all I need to know. Because believe me, if something else happens, you'll be told about it. <laughs> it's reality, yeah? Yeah, okay. So the first point for our listeners is very much, it, it gets yourself into a, a, a news cycle that's from a trusted source. That is uh, not all day long, but it's either at one o'clock, six o'clock, or not. and that's a, that's a mistake I do myself. I'm on my phone too much at the moment, and you're looking for news cycles all the time. And it's much easier to pull back a little bit and focus on a particular, you know, particular time structure. Yeah, structure. Now that's a great word because we're looking at some of the, so looking at some of the research studies from people who are have been in isolation, and and as we move towards more social isolation. Um, you know, at the moment we're in social distancing and hand washing some of the very key messages. But we would, and people will be moving into social isolation. And some of our, uh, some of the psychological research studies on social isolation are talking about uh, having routines and structures. Having so, and that's important around sleep, or particularly around stress management. Sleep, sleep is critical. It's a bedrock of our. Uh, our stress management system and uh, having this routine and structure, getting up at the same time. Now we're out of the Paddy's Day cycle. We're out, we're, you know, so uh, we've children at home. So we're trying to structure the day the way a day would look normally so that there's work component of the day, be productive component of the day and then work, rest and play as it were. And uh, so the work piece would be around uh, uh, be, so doing something productive. That could mean we do so trying to structure your day rather than just letting it all into a uh, free vent um, because the time will go very slow if you're into that space. Whereas doing some more so and a productive activity will, will support individuals with developing a routine. Mm-hmm. Then um, good nutrition, obviously. We, we, uh, and, and then exercise. I believe exercise, Carl, still plays an incredibly important role. 
And uh, I don't know whether you're going to put on some of your famous home videos for people to follow. Yeah, by. we've seen a huge increase in demand for stuff. So, you know, in terms of listeners, we are recommending all, all the operation transformation stuff is live uh, continuously. The app is there. It's free to download. All the workouts are there for people to download, which is great. And, you know, I, 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 exercise is a crucial component of getting through this healthily. There's not, no question about it. For those at home who are, and I think off the back of the address, A, it was very charismatic and the leadership was fantastic. But there are people who are genuinely getting afraid. Um, and let, let's, let's talk about the, you know, those who are listening in, who are worried, who are concerned, who are afraid, and what they can do to manage that. So we've looked at news sources. We've looked at structure. What else can they do? So when we look at sleep and then they're all the exercise place, I see your car is an isolation pod that you can get into your car. If people that have cars or on bikes, get out, you know, because if you're on a bike and there's cycling singly, or if you're in a car, you can go to a place and then get out for a walk. And that's, that's some of the, the activities that we're looking at is in terms of having some of that physical exercise. I find myself get that I would get pent up if I don't get out and do some movement. Okay, so get, get, get out while you know get out make it make it each day have something to do have a place to go that complies with all the government guidelines you know to just get out of, and that's something we found very beneficial each day we're out somewhere doing something and just that yeah. break from the house space is really powerful and and and, and necessary in a way so just like i don't want to be pollyanna about this either right people are in real situations so a lot of people 140,000 people have lost their work so it's been, you know, so this is a societal response where there's a requirement for, uh, if you think about, we look at this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of need. Yeah. And we look at having shelter, food, and, and that's probably explained some of the panic buying that occurred last year, last week. And we know that the supply chain is good. Um, but I, there probably will be both ripples of that again at other times. Um, that... Uh, uh, have a housing so the whole area of like we did rent people will be worried about the rent and worry about their mortgages and worried about to the financial income as well as the health worry so there's there's certain things the piece i would say there is what's in our control and what's not in our control okay this is how i think you know what is in our control because if we worry and catastrophize then we're going to worry about everything We've very little control over some of that. What we can control is we can control our hand washing. We can control our social distancing. We can control our what we call our social units. Our social units is like your family or is a unit, and my family is my unit, say, and are our unit. And how do we manage that other people are not connecting with our unit? You're managing to manage down that risk. In our house, my wife has uh, recovered from cancer. And, you know, she gave me permission to talk about this. We haven't talked about it up to now. But she's a vulnerable person. She's Im immunosuppressed post-chemotherapy. So we would have a lot of concern. And we're trying to, we're doing social isolation. Um, so I would be very uh, scrupulous about the work. When I come back from work, I'm, I'm totally, you know, washing and all the rest of it. So that's really important that, uh, that you know, that, so you can see the fear. Like fear is genuine there. So, but what is in our control and what's outside of our control? And I think that's a good way of looking at things. And then you start, because when you start taking action on what's in your sphere of influence, then you're in, in a space where you can, can manage that. 
And let's talk about the power of, um, I heard it on the radio this morning, I thought it was a good point, is the power of video now. Yeah. In terms of that interaction and the sense of, I suppose, wellness, security that comes from being able to talk, to see somebody, uh, if you are isolated at home, no matter what age you are, that using video calls, getting WhatsApp, getting you know, FaceTime or whatever, is a really powerful tool to keep yourselves well because you're able to visually talk to somebody. Well, I think we're, this is going to be transformative, actually, this COVID-19, because we've never faced anything like this. And I think a lot of all the things about how we worked, how we communicated, or, you know, we in, in this inc- incredible time, we've also got incredible tools. And the whole medical community worldwide is, and the scientific community worldwide is now amplified and focused on solving this tricky problem. And this tricky problem uh, requires a multifaceted approach where a lot of people are putting their energies into trying to solve it. And having the tools such as the gene sequencing, the technology to talk to each other, the ability to WhatsApp, the ability for us to be able to, you're in Dublin, I'm in in the Midlands, that we're able to talk, uh, you know, and able to, and then people can look at this and go, hold on now, there's three questions I'm going to ask myself. What's in my control, or can I control? And that will reduce your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Stopping and breathing. Because I guarantee you, if you're the listener and you're looking at this, and if you take notice of where your breathing is, if you're stressed, you're breathing in the upper part of your chest. If you want to really try and slow things down, you try and move to abdominal breathing. A breathe, slowing it down, taking a nice deep breath in, and centering yourself. And sometimes we just have to center ourselves because we were, we're facing adversity, but we've also overcome adversity. Many people have faced adversity and overcome it, and people will overcome this adversity as well. Folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Lay Healthcare. It's Dr. Eddie Murphy giving us really simple tips to stay positive, to stay mentally well in these really, really demanding times. Eddie, what if people listening in um, already struggle with mental health um, yes. before this, and this as it is, is exasperating uh, the effects yeah. of what they're suffering? What can they do? So that's a that's a that that's a big challenge because people that will who have, are worry will ex, ex, you know excessively worry more. So I encourage them to reconnect, or if they've if they've disconnected, because often now their therapists and counselors are working through four based methods. And this is the whole area about the technology piece and about our connection. And really, as we're, it's about, you know, we used to, a lot of people would um, highlight the sword and shield, the, the negative effects and positive effects of social media. But what we can see now is, uh, and the technology is allowing us to connect. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. And uh, for individuals with mental health difficulties, it's about um, connecting. Now, we can't leave people behind. I sort of see, um, I was at an amazing talk um, once, and uh, but you, see, you know clips, you'd see climbing clips, Carl, what are, they, what are they called there? Oh, crampons. Crampons, yeah. And so we're all like, if you imagine everybody in Ireland is a crampon, and we all join together, that's how strong our chain is. And we start pulling apart, then it start weakens. And in a way, we've got to uh, see that there are members of society maybe that don't have the technology 
that we might have to reach out to, that we might have to uh, support in terms of uh, uh, shopping, in terms of uh, uh, connecting, because social isolation um, is a, a significant impact on low mood. Okay, so, so so bring people with you, and you know, obviously, surrounding surrounding yourself with positive people would be very important there. Well, surrounding yourself with 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 people, and I think having limits on the on the conversations around this, because the conversations around COVID are generally um, anxiety oriented conversations, and there's nothing new in that conversation. It needs to be had. Would we'll just say we're going to speak for forty minutes or something like that with friend or 20 minutes or in a phone call let's do five or ten minutes on covid and then pause it and say that actively make a decision now that's it we we cover that we're not going to recycle it again and let's talk about something else okay good so again it's it, it's putting your i suppose to, to summarize what we've chatted about so far control and structure are some of the key words around it in terms of managing anxiety. And that's, that's another sign of it there, which is put a structure on your day. So put a, you know, a COVID free hour where you don't talk about it, you don't look at it, you don't think about it, and you go and do something else or talk about other stuff or whatever. Well, okay, so you, if you don't think about it, it actually will pop through because it's a sort, it's a catastrophizing, it's an intrusive thought. So you might have to manage that piece because if you say don't think about something, you're actually, it's like having a window open on a computer. It's still running in. It's still running in the background. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. about trying to focus on. If you actively focus on other stuff, so I know there's and there's some brilliant stuff happening. Alison Spittle there has a movie on Netflix at nine o'clock every night, and people are chiming in on that. There's um, Samantha Kelly, a tweeting goddess, has a hashtag social isolation, and they've set up individuals to sort support people who are socially, socially isolated. And I can tell you the ingenuity of the Irish people is going to come through here in terms of uh, lifting our, uh, give, giving us moments in adversity where we lift our mood. And humour is a, another role that, that we'll, we'll be calling upon because uh, uh, dark or black or gallows humour, whatever way you phrase it, it's particularly used in healthcare and emergency medical area. And it's a way of coping as well with the with with the, with this distress as well. Okay, so if people have more uh, questions or people want to kind of keep in touch with you, the live, the live Facebook sessions are happening every. It's Monday and so Monday and Thursday at nine o'clock on Facebook Live. I'm going to uh, put it out there. Uh, I'm going to go there to try and support individuals. Big response. I was overwhelmed with the response. And uh, it's really about giving practical advice around how to manage fears, anxieties, worries. And uh, we'll be talking as we go through, because like how do you talk to children around this area? How do you talk to teenagers? Uh, And it's an evolving situation. On that, in terms of, I suppose, practical tips for discussing it with children, what advice would you have there? So for children then, just to use an aged piece, and we talk about developmentally appropriate uh, so under 10, I think if a kid asks a question, kids are worried, right? Because they pick up their worry on where we're at. So under 10, I would say, uh, be very, just, if they ask a question, give them the response and give them, uh, I often say, layer it with a bit of, layer it with reassurance that um, scientists all over the world now are trying to, um, try, are trying to solve this tricky problem. 
and they're they're getting there. So they are every day. There's more and more news about how they're they're getting there. That's the one to the under ten year old. So you answer the, the response. So in, in our house, like we've had tough questions. Like, mommy going to die from this? Is uh, what percentage is she going to die? Or what percentage is, you know, so kids are very factual. Now kids are worried often about their own. Like who's going to look after me? If we, all the adults pop your clouds. They're afraid. They're afraid. But kids will, kids will name it, right? So, um, so, so, so the idea, for the older children then, you just give more information, right? And uh, in a way that, but also again, layer it with this is the information, this is the uh, this is the information, this is and layer it with the extra reassurance piece. Okay, and I know you are very proactive in social media. So if people want to follow you on Instagram, Twitter, what are your what are your accounts? So uh, Dr. Eddie Mur- on Twitter, Dr. Eddie Murphy, and uh, Facebook, uh, Dr. Eddie Murphy, clinical psychologist, and Dr. Eddie Murphy on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Eddie Murphy, uh, thank you for joining us on Real Health. Uh, I'm very glad to call you a friend and to have you on my WhatsApp group to keep me sane and and uh, less anxious in these times. Your tips are really good and they are they're very much about control. Um, and no doubt over the course of the coming weeks and months, we'll have you on again at some stage as this grows or escalates or whatever it may be. Mental health is going to be absolutely crucial. So people's mental health is so important. So in the HSC, uh, we're really aware that the growing need around uh, mental health responding in the context of we, we've been planning why we haven't been planning for COVID we have planned for uh, crisis situations and uh, to res- uh, scale up people to respond we call it a, a, a psychosocial responding and we do a thing called psychological first aid and uh, there's some really information out there on the on the uh, WHO and UN websites around uh, supporting individuals with psychological first aid um, uh, it's a growing area. Uh, we we've known this for many years. Like how the, we often see that the, what we call the, the 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 medical impact will be like this peak, um, but the psychological impact will be for longer. And we know that from other uh, crises over time, whether nine eleven or Grenfell Tower or the Manchester bombings. We know that there's peaks. And then the psychological impact is longer lasting. And the psychologists and the counsellors and therapists in our uh, excellent people all over Ireland are aware of that. And we'll be, we will be, uh, we're scaled up and we're ready to respond. And thank God for that. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us on Real Health. Folks, that's all we have time for on today's episode. Remember, this is episode one of two. Uh, tomorrow, we will be bringing you a second episode with uh, Minister for Health, Simon Harris, asking all the questions and finding out everything we need to know. Today's episode is crucial. Look after your mental health is so important as we go on, and as, as we go forth. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram. I am posting a huge amount every single day, trying to keep people uh, motivated and focused and healthy. So check all the stuff out there. And it's realhealth.independent.ie. Folks, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. So long before. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.